Ain't modern technology grand. Well, then, do you eat a lot of junk food and leave crumbs and empty bags in the car? Meg cocked her head at him. You sure you know who you're married to? I think so, but this is uncharted territory. Uh Uh-huh. Meg took their coffee mugs to the sink and washed them. If she was leaving for a week, she didn't want to leave dirty dishes sitting around. Make sure there was enough cat and dog food for a couple of weeks. Ask Bree if she planned to stay in the house or whether she expected to spend time with her boyfriend Michael in Amherst. Remind Bree to turn down the thermostat if she was going to be out of the house for long. Find her spare charger for her cell phone. Find her AAA card in case something went wrong on the road. Empty her wallet of seldom-used credit cards. No need to tempt fate. Meg? Seth's voice interrupted her mental merry-go-round. Yes? Relax. This is supposed to be fun. You aren't planning the invasion of Normandy. Hmm. How many planes do you think I'll need? What about ammo supplies? <laughs> you're kidding, aren't you? Seth asked. Of course I am, but you're right. I'm overthinking this. See? You do know me well. Go call your mother so we can check one thing off the to-do list. Yes, ma'am. Seth located his cell phone and strode off to the front of the house to talk to his mother. He came back five minutes later with a peculiar expression on his face. Everything all right? Meg asked. Apparently. She applauds our decision to leave town and says she'll be happy to walk Max if Bree doesn't want to do it every day. Then why the odd look? Christopher was there. Christopher was by now an old friend, Meg's mentor for her orchard enterprise. Bree's former university professor, officiator at the wedding by special license, and an all-around delightful person. And, Meg finally put two and two together, early in the morning, Christopher was at Lydia's house. Oh, ho. Well, good for them. Okay, I know she's your mother, but they're both lovely people and both unattached, so why not? Tell me you're actually surprised. Seth was honest enough to look sheepish. Uh, no, I guess not. But I was doing my best not to think about it. Looks like you'd better get over it. See what weddings do to people? Is she going to tell Rachel about the honeymoon, or should we call her? I'm sure they'll have lots to talk about. Let Mom have that pleasure. Is that everyone who needs to know? I'd better update Bree. I don't think she has any plans, but she doesn't always share when she does. And I'd better get started on that laundry. Meg made her way upstairs and started collecting what needed washing. She really had been neglecting that chore— because her basket overflowed before she was half finished. She set it down, wondering how much was really necessary for their excursion. They'd probably be gone for at least a week. Better be prepared. But before she started the long trek to the basement, she went down the hall and rapped on Bree's door. Bree? The door opened quickly. You need something? Bree asked. I just wanted to fill you in on our brand new plans— We think we're leaving tomorrow morning, but it's still not clear how long we'll be gone. Probably at least a week, maybe longer. Seth talked to his mother, and she says she can help out with Max if you're busy or if you just want a break. Just be sure the goats have enough feed and the water line doesn't freeze up, okay? Yeah, yeah, we've kept them going this long, so I think they can survive another couple of weeks. Listen, I... Bree started, then stopped herself. No, it can wait. While you're gone, I'll run the final numbers on the orchard income for this year. Maybe get a head start on taxes... Catch up on all the paperwork and stuff. That would be terrific, Bree, Meg said, and meant it. The business side of running the orchard was an ongoing source of friction between the two of them, and it was great to hear Bree volunteering to get started without any nagging. 
She had definitely matured professionally in the two years she'd been working for Meg, or Meg had been working for her, it wasn't quite clear. When she had begun, Bree had the technical expertise and knowledge to manage an orchard, but little to no experience. Meg had had neither, so she had willingly followed Bree's instructions. Her first solo effort had been to open up a new section of orchard, using a piece of Seth's adjoining land and choosing trees that were a mix of dependable producers and some less common heirloom varieties that were appealing to local foodies. They wouldn't be bearing fruit for a couple of years, but it made Meg feel good that they were planning for a future, not just lurching from crisis to crisis. Nice party, Bree commented, and Meg wondered if she was deflecting Meg's praise. Not too fussy. That's what I wanted. I could never see myself walking down the aisle in a poofy white dress, watched by a couple hundred of my parents' dearest friends who I'd never even met.